Gorse. Gorse is the yellow-flowered, coconut-scented, prickly bush that grows up on mountains and moors, as well as in rough, rocky fields and open heathland. In the northern half of Ireland, it's known as whin. In the southern half of the country, it's known as furze. But mostly, it's simply referred to as gorse. At this time of year, the bright yellow flowers of autumn gorse are bursting out across exposed sea-facing slopes and rocky mountain areas. And just now, the yellow gorse blossoms are mingling with autumn flowering heathers, creating a stunning colour combination, a yellow and purple profusion of flowers that cover whole hillsides. As autumn rolls in, this floristic display is something really special. We have two native species of gorse here in Ireland. There is autumn gorse, which blossoms from July till September. And there's the bigger and bushier gorse, which flowers almost all year round. Both types of gorse grow in sheep and cattle pasture, where fields of thin, stony soils are now often abandoned. The economics of marginal farming no longer stacking up. These pastures soon become engulfed in gorse, bracken and blackthorn. Wildflowers that once thrived in the open field systems cannot survive in the shade of such bushy growth. So rare species become even rarer, and common species become even more common. Gorse is a very common plant right across Ireland. But gorse is not without its merits. And time always modifies our perception of things. Where nowadays, pastures covered in furs are taken as a sign of dilapidation and abandonment. Just a hundred years ago and more, furzy pastures were seen as land of considerable economic value. Gorse was an important commodity. Right through the 16th, 17th and 18th centuries, Gorse was sown in rows as a crop, grown for fuel, animal fodder and roofing material. There's even an Irish word for a furze gatherer, a knockadoir. The activity of furze gathering was knockadoirocht. Ample records through the centuries detail the methods for seeding, harvesting, gathering and processing the furze. That it was chiefly a fodder for horses is quite amazing, given that the one thing everybody knows about gorse is that it is very, very prickly. The spikes are in fact modified leaves, growing as spikes to reduce water loss in drought-prone heathland habitats. These spikes make it very hard to harvest, so Nocodoyery, the furs gatherers, wore shugon rope to protect their hands and legs. The billhooks they used to cut the lengths of gorse also had a protective sheath of leather to shield the cutting hand from sharp spikes. But what about the poor horses who had to eat the prickly gorse? Well, there were ways of rendering the spikes harmless. Many ways, in fact. In Donegal, they used a hard wooden mallet to pound down the winds in a stone trough. In some places, a hatchet or heavy blade, like a butcher's chopper, was used to break down the spiny shoots. 
In later years, there was even such a thing as a furze chopping machine, common in many farmsteads, with a hand wheel to turn the cogs that turned the mincers through which the furze was fed, like a modern day shredder, crushing up the gorse before the horses were expected to eat it. Valuable sustenance through the winter months. Gorse was an essential means of feeding animals through the year back when imported animal feed from the other side of the world simply wasn't an option. Another use for gorse that made it such a valuable commodity was as a fuel for firing kilns and baker's ovens. It burns quickly and gives out great heat, so there was always an enormous trade in gorse to supply the city's bakeries. Furs has many medicinal applications too, Various preparations of the roots, shoots and flowers were used to treat coughs, asthma, jaundice and heart problems. Nowadays, we leave the gorse to grow wild on hillsides and mountains, where only butterflies and shield bugs nibble on its shoots, where bees plunder its ample blossoms for pollen and nectar, and a whole host of tiny critters and furry creatures make use of the bountiful flowers and seed pods. The green hair streak butterfly orients its whole life cycle around a bush of furs. They don't mind if it's called gorse, whin or furs. They're only interested in the year-round supply of sustenance it provides. The gorse shield bug is a lovely little patterned green bug who also lives on gorse and heaths and bogs, feeding on both the flowers and the seed pods. Gorse is a great refuge for nesting birds too, where the dense, prickly growth makes it hard for predators to penetrate. Stonechat is one of the little songbirds especially attached to the rocky gorse-filled mountain pastures where they live out their lives. It's a wonder that one little bush can be so many things to so many creatures and have so many uses to so many people in a relationship that has changed so dramatically as we move through the centuries. <laughs>